What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Lakers Outsiders post-game show. I am your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And joining me as always is my good pal, Hani Amani. And Hani, rough day today. Um, I am giving you permission to go ahead and get a Popeye's chicken sandwich for dinner. And, uh, you know, brighten, brighten your spirits a little bit. Because I think that's what I'm going to do. That might be a good idea, honestly. Um... I would love just just something to to fill the the hole in my heart, um, and maybe clog my arteries. It'll fill your stomach, that's for sure, with some deliciousness. All right, so the Lakers lose Game Four to the Phoenix Suns, one hundred to ninety-two. Very disappointing game. In a number of, or for a number of reasons, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, before before I dive in, though, as always, guys, we do these live over on twitch.tv slash Lakers Outsiders. Uh, you can follow and subscribe to us there and on YouTube as well. And then facebook.com slash Lakers Outsiders. Always live with those, those three platforms right there. And then after the fact, uh, we'll have the game up on all the podcast platforms um, that you guys might listen to. So uh, whether you want to watch live... You got options if you want to listen to it after the fact. You got options there as well. So, with those plugs out of the way, Hani, uh, like I said, this was a very disappointing game for a number of reasons. But the number one thing I think on our minds is the health of Anthony Davis moving forward and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Not having him today definitely hurt, I think, in terms of the spacing and, and just the threat of a three-point shooter and his defense, uh, obviously, and, and just, just the energy that he plays with. Because the second half today... Lakers were pretty, uh, they came out pretty flat to start that second half and got punched right in the mouth because of it. But going forward, I mean, how, how concerned are we about Anthony Davis and his health? And can the Lakers still win the series if he's not able to go? Um, I'm very concerned about his health. Um, I think considering that he's already been playing through a lot of things, the fact that he didn't play in the second half, uh, means that it's pretty serious. It's not, it wasn't something that he could play with. Um, Frank Vogel said uh, that, that he's still going uh, through some medical evaluation. Didn't really say if it was an MRI or something else, um, and that they'll have an update tomorrow. So we'll we'll know more then. But I'm I'm kind of operating under the assumption that he wouldn't be ready for Game Five, and maybe not the rest of the series, um, depending on how many games it goes. Um, uh, as far as how how likely it is for the Lakers to still win the series, um, I don't know. It, it's uh, we're we're gonna get to see uh, uh, LeBron really have to play with his back against the wall uh, for the first time um, as a Laker in the playoffs. I think because you know last year they obviously lost some games some game ones where where things looked a little bit dicey at first but for the most part they weren't really challenged um not not until the finals i would say and even in the finals uh they still won fairly comfortably this is the first time where you know they come into the series as favorites technically but they are the lower seed they have to play on the road first playing against a very very good suns team um with really talented players uh, and obviously with all the Lakers' own injury issues throughout the regular season, the, the lack of chemistry because guys hadn't played against each other, played with each other, um, and now losing AD, I think, just kind of starts you back at square one. Um, AD hasn't always been great in this series. He was phenomenal in both of their wins, even though we, uh, we kind of talked about them not really even being A-plus performances from him. Um, so it looked like he could potentially get up to another gear if he was healthy. Um, 
but uh, you know I don't know it, it just seems very difficult for me for this Lakers team to operate without AD like defensively is so important to them and I know they they still held the Suns to 100 points or whatever it ended up being so the defense wasn't really an issue it hasn't been this entire series but in terms of just those stretches where where the Suns all of a sudden kind of find something that's uh getting going for them um you know the, the very obvious thing to point out is how, how good Chris Paul was in that mid-range um with his jumper today and some of that yeah might be him getting healthier after he got injured in the first game but I think a lot of that has to do with not having Anthony Davis in front of him as well it just makes him that much more comfortable to rise up and, and get a shot going then offensively the, the Lakers don't have somebody who can battle down low the way that AD does without giving up something probably on the other end you know like under Drummond, I think, has been great in this series, but at the end of the day, he's not Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marcus All came in today and, and played phenomenally in that second half, especially in the fourth quarter. He was the only reason the Lakers, or at least the main reason the Lakers, really got back into the game and, and had a chance to pull this away. But again, he's not Anthony Davis. So uh, I would give the Lakers a chance because LeBron is that good when he is playing at, at his best and with his back against the wall, I think, um, and would hope that he comes out really, really strong in, in Game 5 and, and tries to go for one of those all-time performances because that's probably what they need. As good as the rest of this team is, and, and we give a lot of credit to the depth of the team and, and the quality of the players, none of them are Anthony Davis. So it's really just going to be solely on LeBron's shoulders to come out and, and uh, really show that he's the best player in the world. And it's going to be a challenge because the Suns are playing against that. You know, they they pack the paint and they're uh, basically daring the Lakers to to beat them from uh, from range. And for the most part, this series they haven't been able to. I think today might have been their best shooting night, and they were still like thirteen of forty. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely going to be a challenge. I wouldn't say that it's uh, that it's impossible, but without AD, to to me, you know, uh, this is a series that is not basically even. It's a three-game series. Phoenix has home court. I would say that the Suns are the favorites uh, to win the series. Without FAD is is not playing in in Game Five and probably after that as well. Yeah, I to answer I guess my own question, I I would say the Lakers can still win the series without Anthony Davis. It's going to take LeBron being pretty special, but I'm never going to count out LeBron James in really any kind of situation. I mean. He he's been stacked up against worse odds and has come out victorious. So uh, he's just he's going to have to really ramp up. I think his aggressiveness. Part of my frustration in the third quarter was I just felt like, okay, Anthony Davis is out. LeBron's got to really step up and and lead these guys, especially offensively, and just be much more aggressive and try and put his head down, get to the basket, uh, create some sh- shots for other guys. And he just kind of didn't. Uh, I don't know if it's still the injury or or what, but. He uh, well, I mean the Suns. I'll give them credit. I mean they, they their defensive scheme was completely geared uh, to stopping LeBron's drives. Uh, I still would like to see him be a little more aggressive. I thought he had some opportunities where he could have been and just wasn't. But uh, yeah, the with Anthony Davis out, the Suns' game plan just I mean it kind of fell right into their lap with how everything unfolded. Once AD goes out, it's like they they knew exactly how to guard just LeBron by himself and just dare the Lakers to have other guys that made shots. You mentioned the Lakers were 13 of 40, which was probably their best three-point shooting game of this series, but it's still only 32%. And there were 19 of 41 from two in this game. So, um, you know, 
just just not enough shot making, but the offense was pretty stagnant most of the way. I would have liked to see LeBron be a little more aggressive, and I anticipate he will be in Game 5, especially if Anthony Davis can't go, which is kind of my gut feeling. If he wasn't able to play today it's, it's in the second half, it's hard to really imagine he's going to be ready to go in 48 hours and you know yeah. with, with travel and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really rough sledding. And this goes back to my frustration with the Lakers always seemingly having a feel-out Game 1 where it's almost like they just give away a game one just to get a feel for their opponent, and then they, you know, crank it up and say, "Okay, now we'll we'll play hard." This is the danger that you run by continuing to do that, and and they haven't lost every game one. You know, they 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 did beat Denver in game one, they beat Miami in game one, and you know they went up 2-0 in both of those series and had a little leeway to play with. They didn't have that really. I mean, they they were up 2-1, and you know, in the blink of an eye. They went from, okay, they have a chance to go up 3-1 to, oh, shit. Now they're tied 2-2 going back to Phoenix. Phoenix has home court, and we're down two starters. So yeah. this is just part of my frustration of why the Lakers tend to come out flat in game ones and essentially just give away a game to their opponent. My my worry was that, especially in this series with, with a team like Phoenix, that uh, you, you run the risk of game two, kind of what we saw with uh, – the, the Clippers and the, the Mavericks were, was Ma- the Mavericks came out red hot again in game two and just blitzed the Clippers and went up 2-0. Of course, the Clippers have battled back, and now that's a series. But my, my worry with that was the Lakers, eventually that's going to happen where you you attempt fate, and fate allows the, the team you gave a game to be red hot in game two. All of a sudden, you're down 2-0. Luckily, that didn't happen here, but it's the same kind of premise where you give away game one, all of a sudden, all that team has to do, especially when you don't have home court, all they got to do is win one of the next three games, and then the, the, the series shifts back into their favor. So um, yeah. that's that just – I couldn't help but think about that as the game was kind of unwrapping – or just kind of wrapping up there in the fourth quarter. But just a frustrating game, frustrating how – Flat they came out in the second half. I don't know if they were just deflated because Anthony Davis was out and, and KCP is usually a guy that brings a lot of energy and he wasn't out there. I did like that we saw some Trez minutes. I didn't think he got much of a shot, but, I mean, he got out there for a few minutes. I would have gone to him a little earlier in the third quarter when the team came out flat and said, all right, we, we need somebody to give us a spark. And so I thought with, with Trez it was almost a too little too late. But, um yeah, man. I don't know. Just a frustrating game. Credit to the Suns. They made they made some big shots. They you know didn't shoot the ball overly well from the three point line, but I thought they made some timely threes. And I thought the Lakers got a little frustrated in the first half with the officiating, which I mean I was as well. If if Monty Williams bitches about the officiating after this game, I swear to God I'm gonna lose it because he's comp- he's whined after every single game, as if you know the. <laughs> the what did he say? Like, our, we shouldn't be the only team getting guys thrown out, as if the Lakers were also shoving guys in the mid that were midair. I don't know, man. Um, I'm straying away from the point here, but, but yeah, just just really, really frustrating how, how flat they came out in the second half, and especially because they went up 11 in the second quarter. Uh, they were up 36 to 25, and one thing I didn't like, and maybe I'm alone with this, maybe this is just me being rational. I didn't like when they subbed out LeBron in the second quarter. I know it, yeah. it's kind of it kind of fits along with his normal rotation, but I was really concerned that okay, you know, Lakers were up five. LeBron comes out in the second quarter 
with 7.24 to go. I felt that was a little too soon. I felt that was a little too soon. And the Suns went on a big run right there and, and went 8-0 right as LeBron yeah. went out in a matter of two minutes and retook the lead. And from that point on, I mean, Phoenix just absolutely dominated this game. That t- game, The game totally flipped from that point on, and the Lakers just weren't able to ever catch up. So I would like to see Vogel maybe be a little less, you know, strict, I guess, with his rotations and staying very strict to what they've been doing and kind of apply context to the situation, I guess, and say, all right, we're, we're up five here. LeBron's only been out there four and a half minutes since the quarter started. We got a chance to go up 3-1 on these guys and bury them. Like LeBron, maybe AD, you know, at the time, we're going to play you heavy minutes because we got a chance to really put these guys on the ropes yeah. here and give us some leeway to play with, or maybe I can rest you guys a little more in the in the last game or two of the series. Now it's like, LeBron's basically going to have to play heavy minutes, especially if Anthony Davis can't go. So maybe I'm alone yeah. with that, but I, I would have liked to see Frank Vogel, you know, understand the situation a little bit better and, and maybe stray away from his normal rotation. Yeah, actually, um, that's a good point you bring up because I felt the same way watching uh, game three between the Mavs and the Clippers. There was a stretch uh, in that first quarter, you know, the Mavs go up uh, by, by like 19 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then they take out Luca, and I believe Kawhi and Paul George were still on the floor at that time. And that's when the Clippers made the run and got back into the game. And like you, like you said, I, I get that you want a site rotation, and obviously you, you are cognizant of the fact that you play these guys too long of a stretch in a row, and they're going to get tired and fatigued. And that is a factor, obviously. But when you have a, a chance to really step on the gas and basically end the series, like in their case, it would have – been a 3-0 series potentially um and in this case the Lakers could have gone up 3-1 then just ride your guy it's mm. uh, it's a much easier um task to to go up you know in a controlling manner be up 3-1 at which point you know even without AD I think I would feel pretty comfortable with the Lakers winning at least one of those games and and in the series and if it ends quickly then you have rest in between those series to, to mm. you know recuperate um it just makes a lot more sense to me to ride those guys. I think part of the reason was that Vogel was expecting LeBron to play heavy minutes in the second half, which ended up happening. I think LeBron uh, ended up playing 22 of the 24 minutes in the second half, um, which he basically had to. I don't know if that yeah. uh, was only because AD was out or not. But, um, yeah, now you're, you're heading into game five. Like you said, LeBron has to play pretty much the entire time. Uh, whatever break that he gets, I think Schroeder has to be on the floor for those. That was another thing I had an issue with, uh, with Vogel's rotations. There were um, uh, there was at least one stretch. I don't exactly remember when it was when LeBron was sitting and, and Dennis Schroeder was also sitting. And it just doesn't make sense. They they don't have enough you know perimeter creation without LeBron um, to not also have Dennis Schroeder out there. Uh, I know some people were kind of t- calling for THC to play. I don't know. He, he hasn't really been good in this series. I, I, I get the idea of it. You know, maybe you come, he comes in for five minutes and, and has a good stretch. It's possible. But the, the margin for, for error is very, very small right now um, with AD out and, and, you know, this being as tough of a series as it has been. So I, I think you just got to ride your guys that, that have been doing it all series long. Um, and that's another Another issue is, was Dennis Schroeder not really having a good game tonight either. Um, it, it's it's kind of gone. There's been a lot of ebbs and flows in this series, um, 
in, in general, but also in particular with with the Lakers' ability to get into the paint. Like they dominated uh, down low in their two wins. They got into the paint at will and and scored a whole lot in there. But in the two losses, they've had a lot of struggles of just even getting a foot in the paint and and forcing the the Suns to collapse a little bit more. So. Um, you know, that's something that really only LeBron and Dennis Schroeder can do on this team, especially if AD's not playing. So those guys, I think, just got to play heavy minutes, and, and at least one of them has to be on the floor the entire time um, in Game 5 for them to have a chance. Yeah, and to me, going forward, especially if Anthony Davis isn't able to play, I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be the X factor for the rest of the series for the Lakers because – uh, obviously, you're going to have to get rotation, or you're going to have to get contributions from your big rotation, and you're going to have to get it by committee. You're going to have to get, you know, Gasol providing spacing and passing, three-point shooting, Drummond on the glass, Trez with his energy, you know, uh, Morris with his with his toughness and potential uh, offensive, you know, spacing and stuff like that. It's going to have to be by committee if if Anthony Davis isn't able to go. But to me, Dennis has to to be a little more assertive. He was great in in the last two games. And it was a big reason why the Lakers won and really stopped the bleeding at the end of game three when the Lakers were kind of playing with their food a little bit and Dennis kind of shut the door on that. Um, but had a really rough go of it today. And, you know, he's got to he's got to be a little bit better. And like you said, one of LeBron or Dennis has to be on the floor at all times, especially when, when Anthony Davis is out. Because I think the Lakers put Alex Caruso, who has has shown improvement as a playmaker in this, in this series, or not in the series, this season. But... He was forced to be a playmaker too much today, and I think that that he was just a little uncomfortable, and it, it caused the Lakers' offense to stagnate a little bit. And that that's got to be a role that Dennis takes over and, and creates offense for. And, and Alex is a guy that does does more more stuff off the ball, whether if it's spot up shooting, cutting to the basket, whatever it is. He's he's better in that type of that type of role offensively. So I think Dennis has to be much. He has to be much more aggressive, but he also has to just take on that that role of being a playmaker, especially if LeBron's on the floor. That you got to be the guy that helps create offense for others. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, Caruso is an improved passer, I would say, but he's not a guy that you throw the ball to, you know, in a in a playoff setting and tell him to go create something. Like, mm-hmm. especially when he's being guarded by a guy like Chris Paul, who is just a master of taking the ball away from you and. Um, knows all the veteran tricks of getting away with whatever contact that he needs to get away with uh, to 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 win those sort of situations. It just doesn't work. And I think uh, Caruso, you know, he had a couple of threes, but overall offensively, I thought he was really out of it. He had a couple of just really bad passes and, and um, wasn't involved in the same way that you would want him to be. And I think a factor of that is asking him to do too much. That's just not as good. Um, he, he's not a guy like Dennis Schroeder who you give the ball to and say, go create something. And, you know, Dennis isn't amazing at it, but his speed and, and, and sort of quickness and um, a little bit of creativity, I think at least gives them a chance. And in, in games two and three, they really use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, this game just didn't come to fruition. And it sucks because he had a chance to really put some pressure on the Suns uh, late with that layup. I think he made the exact right play to, to push it and uh, push the pace. Um and get to the basket and it's just a layup that rimmed out and it sucks because like immediate five point swing uh when the lakers could have cut it to five with a minute and a half left and really put some pressure on the suns um and that would have been huge man like they they could have stolen this game when they didn't play well and their second best player got injured at halftime they 
genuinely had a real good chance of stealing this game and um, giving themselves a great chance of winning the series. And everything sort of changes with basically one one basket that I don't know eighty percent, ninety percent of the time goes in. Um, it's just a really brutal, brutal thing to happen. Yeah, just that was just a back-breaking sequence. I mean, the layup gets you to within five, and you miss. And then, of course, it's just basketball law, basically. You miss an opportunity like that, the other team goes down and hits a three, basically yeah. slams the door shut. But, yeah, it, it's just – I mean, there were a lot of, like, little things like that. I mean, there was, like, a sequence late where LeBron reaches around behind – I think it was Bridges yeah. – knocks the ball out, goes right to Phoenix, who then has a two-on-one and gets a dunk. Like – you know, that was just kind of the game it was. They just couldn't really get much going. And when they finally did, it was just too little too late. So, mm-hmm. you know, like to see some urgency a little earlier um, before. Because I mean, we didn't really see, like, urgency from the team in the second half until it was too late, where they just dug themselves too deep of a hole. And, you know, that's that's where my frustration lies is I can live with this team losing, losing games. I, I hate when they lose games because the effort just sucks. So, um yeah. And that's what I saw in the second half. Obviously, Suns played really well. I thought, you know, not certainly not their best, but played well enough. I thought Chris Paul was looked like Chris Paul again. So if the Lakers do win this series, I better not hear one Chris Paul excuse, uh, especially given the Lakers are down two starters now. Because uh, he he said it himself. He's back, right? He he, yeah. he said I'm back. So no Chris Paul excuse if if the Suns lose this series. I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. and, and then we, we, we said that before the series starts, we said no AD excuse up until this point because he said he's back. We're like, whatever, he's, he's healthy enough. Um, obviously that changes a little bit when, when you're legitimately out for, for a half <laughs> because of a groin, groin injury, but that's the rule. Yeah. Just, just real convenient. He goes back as soon as Anthony Davis goes <laughs> out and the Suns have a double digit leave. Weird how that happens, but, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's going to be rough sledding, but this is these are the types of moments that you know if you got to overcome if you want to become an NBA champion, right? Um, yeah. and, and go all the way. And the Lakers uh, didn't really face, I would say, this level of challenge in last year's playoffs. I mean, really, that we were pretty spoiled that their biggest challenge was being down 0-1 in, yeah. in two different series. And everything else was was pretty smooth sailing after that, and you know this is this is definitely a, a big big challenge for this team, and I, I'm looking forward to see how they they deal with it because that Phoenix crowd is going to be rocking for Game Five. That you know the Suns team has newfound confidence and and you know rhythm and swagger, and the Lakers it's, it's going to be on them to to answer and respond because a championship team would respond to this challenge and, and bounce back and and bring it in Game Five and and do what you can. To, to try and go steal another one in Phoenix and, and get back to L.A. with a chance to close it out. The good news is the Suns do have to win another one uh, in L.A. To, to make it to a Game 7, which I still trust in a Game 7 LeBron is going to be just unreal because yeah. LeBron in that type of situation has always brought it. And I, you know, if you, if you can get to a Game 7, I would trust that LeBron would, would do what, what he has to do to get it done. But uh, so... That's the positive, I guess, is that the Lakers do get another home game out of this, and uh, it shouldn't be a, a matinee. I don't know what it is about these afternoon games that the Lakers just suck in. I don't know if they just stay up too late or what, but these these after these matinee games are just not great to them. So um, got to find a way to be better on those because I'm sure they'll they'll have 
more uh, if they advance past this series. So just yeah. just sucks, man, because everything switches can switch so quickly. And it goes back to my point yeah. of, of giving, you know, basically giving game ones away is that, you know, we were talking, a lot of Laker fans were talking yesterday that, hey, that Denver-Portland series is 2-2. There's a good shot. That could go seven games. And if the Lakers can win a five, they'd get a week off, rest, recover, all this stuff. Now it's like, you know, the Lakers might be, if they do advance, they might get less rest than the, t- the team that they'll be playing in the second round. So um, yeah. it's everything can change so quickly. That's why it's just you got to focus just on the game that's in front of you. Yeah, I guess um, the silver lining to all of this is if they do advance out of this series, one, uh, like you said, odds are that that other series also goes at least six, uh, potentially seven. So it's not like they're they're going to be playing against a team that is much more rested than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it is the Nuggets, it's a team that is also missing their second best player. If it's against the Blazers, it's a team that's I, I think they should be able to uh, be probably even without AD. Um, yeah. Although it's obviously much easier with with him, um, and if you do win the series, now it's it's you're you're gonna have to really gut it out to win the series. It's, it's going to be a big test of their their mentality, their preparedness. Um, it, it it would be a huge confidence boost, I think, uh, for the rest of the playoffs if if they can get past what is a really really good team. Um, and I guess the, it's kind of like. Um, a weird factor of this of this weird season where the Lakers who everybody assumed were the best team in the West end up being the seventh seed because of injuries and, and whatever other reason is that they get prop maybe their biggest challenge of the playoffs they get in the in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um so if they, if you come out of it with that sort of confidence then maybe you see another special run like last year. Um but it, it all hinges on really I, I think game five and, and how you come out and um and really attack the Suns and see what you can do without, I mean, I'm assuming without Anthony Davis um, there to, to really give you another extra boost in the sort of margin of error category. Um, it's just, you really can't make some of the mistakes that the Lakers have been making this series uh, without him. So it's going to be um, very stressful, but I think also really fun to see what this team is sort of capable of um, with, with only LeBron being their their main leader on the court i'm still hoping that there's i've said it a couple of times now that there's going to be one game in this series where the lakers actually shoot well from the three-point line because i mean this is another game where they you know shot better but it was kind of a low bar to clear <laughs> shooting better yeah. but they still miss a lot of wide open really good looks and at this point i think the suns are just kind of daring the lakers to shoot threes because they just haven't made them i still think there's a game in this series where where the lakers they shoot well from three. So hopefully it's game five and hopefully they can go into Phoenix and, and get a win because uh, like you said, honey, this, this is the type of series that if the Lakers can get through it, I think it brings them together. They learn a lot and they just get better from it going yeah. through that type of challenge right off the get go. And, and, you know, if the Lakers are able to advance to the second round, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say that the, the second round might be easier for them than the first round based on the level yeah. of opponent, games under their belt, you know, assuming that guys can be healthy for it. But I th- this, I mean, the Suns team is probably going to be better than either of the two teams that they would play in the second round. So 
Um, this is just the challenge that's in front of them. It's a three-game series. you got to win two out of three. They can certainly do it. I think even without Anthony Davis, it's just going to be tough, and, and guys have got to step up and be ready to make plays because uh, it's got to be – it's got to be everybody. It can't just be LeBron doing it by himself. Uh, although I, I do, would like to see LeBron be more aggressive in the next game and see the Lakers find ways to space the Suns out a little bit more and, and basically make them pay for having five guys stand around the paint and uh, give LeBron some more room to, to operate, which I think getting out in transition a little bit could could help. And I think defensively, um, you know, if AD is back, I think that helps a lot. Um I forgot to mention this earlier, but one one area that I think really hurt the Lakers defensively with no Anthony Davis was there were way too many straight line drives to the rim where nobody rotated over. Cameron Payne got probably a handful of them. Chris Paul, I think, got a couple. It was yeah. just, yeah, not having Anthony Davis back there being that guy that can cover so much ground and uh, contest shots at the rim really hurt the Lakers, and the Suns really exploited that because Gasol just doesn't have the – the movement capabilities to do that. Uh, Drummond, kind of the same thing. And then Trez is, you know, you don't want Trez really being your, your small ball five much with, with Aiton being the, the five out there. Uh, I would like to see Trez get some minutes when Aiton is not in the game. Um, I think Trez can have a lot of success there, especially with LeBron on the floor. Um, and, and, I mean, you could, in theory, you could put Trez out there even with Aiton out there too. Maybe you put Gasol in the game still to have Gasol kind of out by the three-point line, and then you have Trez kind of in that dunker spot, and LeBron and Trez seem to have pretty good chemistry um, with that kind of combination. So curious to see what what adjustments Frank Vogel makes uh, going forward. But Lakers, I think it, it starts on defense. It was just some stuff was way too easy for the, the Suns today. And if the Lakers are able to get more stops and get out in transition, force some turnovers, stuff like that, I think that offense will come a little easier and they'll get a little more rhythm, a little more flow to their game, and I, I think that they'll be okay. But they just they can't continue to allow straight line drives to the basket and then have to take it out and then walk it up the floor and then go up against a set defense that's just packing the paint. It's just not going to get it done. Yeah, and it was guys that you wouldn't expect that from. Like LeBron let Cameron Payne, I think, get to the rim like almost three straight times uh, in the second half. Uh, Alex Cruiser got blown by by Chris Ball. I think it's um just a lack of adjustment uh they're so used to it's like muscle memory just being used to funneling those guys into anthony davis because they know he's going to be behind them but it's just you you got to change how you play defense when it's uh gasol or, or drummond or Trez or whoever behind you um so hopefully you know heading into a game five I, I would imagine that they're more prepared for that sort of situation um pending whatever update we get on ad tomorrow uh so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident that the defensive issues will be mostly fixed bar just, you know, not having a, a defensive player of the year sort of uh, caliber player back there, which obviously hurts. Um, offensively, though, yeah, you're, I, I just want – I want a little bit more pace on the team. I think there's a lot of stretches where um, it, it sort of resorts to LeBron with the ball in his hands for 20 seconds or, or a shooter or whoever, and they just don't get good looks. Um I think overall this series they have gotten good looks and it's just been a factor of not hitting their threes. But even when that's happening, you know, they just got to be doing a much better job of getting into the paint. And I don't think they're doing it with this sort of like slow and and anemic offense um, that really happens in the half court. You know, when when they push the pace in transition, 
every, everything is great. I, I think they were phenomenal in that, in that sort of department. But in the half court, even, I, I think you can still play with more speed and play with more pace. And the trust thing that you mentioned, um, yeah, I, I tweeted out the same thing during the game. I, I thought um, him with LeBron, I, I think, is just a, a little bit of an X factor that the Lakers can throw in there because uh, you know, Trez brings one, he brings that energy. Um, he brings a little bit more speed and athleticism and he does have that chemistry with LeBron. He knows exactly where to go to find pockets of space and get shots up. Um, yeah, against Aiton, it might be a little bit of a challenge, but just in general, I think a, a guy that can set screens for a, for LeBron and get to the basket and roll, um, you even saw that, like, Mark had to do it a little bit. You saw a few rolling possessions from Marcus Gasol, which you don't really see very often because he, he likes to just get behind that three-point line and, and take jumpers. And it worked. They got uh, they got a uh, – I think they just got free throws out of it, but almost an A1 um, during that run in the fourth quarter or third quarter, whenever it was. Um, but but Trez kind of gives you that on a little bit more consistent level, um, and I think that just kind of clears a little bit of space for LeBron to attack the basket when uh, – Trez is the one putting pressure uh, pressure on the rim because they have to defend that a lot more than they do with a guy like, say, Andre Drummond who doesn't really have that same level of threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, like I said, it'll be really interesting to see how Vogel and his staff uh, adjust because I didn't think this was a great game from them. And hopefully they are able to adjust and, and be a little more prepared for game five because it's going to be tough, man. That Suns team is going to be amped up that crowd's going to be electric and lakers got a hell of a challenge on their hands now like i said it's crazy how fast the series can change we were feeling good coming into today had a shot to go up 3-1 now the lakers are down 2-2 or tied 2-2 down a couple starters we don't know if they're going to be healthy so hopefully kcp and ad are able to give it a go in 48 hours or so but uh it's not looking great right now not looking great right now but Still can't count out LeBron James. Just can't do it until the until it's official, and uh, we'll see. So uh, I don't have anything else to add. Honey, you have anything uh, before we sign off? Uh, no, not really. I can't wait to hear the next Monty Williams comments. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pull a Monty Williams here and say, NBA officials, if the Lakers <laughs> fall down on a three, you're allowed to call a foul on that as well because Lord knows oh. it works for Jay Crowder. Honestly, I'm less annoyed about the Monty Williams comments. I'm more impressed. Uh, one, like, he's uh, known to be one of the best dudes around the NBA, so I'm not going to, like, get super angry about this. But it is, like, incredibly impressive that he has now done this on multiple occasions of, of talking about, like, unfair officiating when the foul totals are basically even the entire time. And uh, not to mention that the Lakers attack the rim a lot more than the Suns usually do. And are better at drawing fouls usually than, than the Suns are. It's genuinely impressive. The saying that the Lakers should have also had players thrown out of the game is incredible. I believe I saw uh, I believe I saw somebody on Twitter said during the regular season the Suns were like bottom five in free throw attempts and the Lakers were yeah. top five. Weird. I wonder why the Lakers might shoot a, a few more free throws. It's it's kind of like yeah. that's who you are. The the Suns go to that mid range game all the time, which is good for them. Like like it works for them, but that's not generally a, a way you draw free throws. Um, unless you're Devin Booker. Unless you're Devin Booker, man. Uh, again, like annoyed, but also impressed at, at how he's able to finagle those those free throws um, just by like running. It's 
very impressive. Yeah, it was amazing. And Jay Crowder, kudos to him for continuing to be able to kick out his legs on threes and, and get the calls and never have those challenges overturned. Again, very impressive. Yeah, and then, you know, just as LeBron's about to leave his feet, you know, grab him around the shoulders and neck area, <laughs> making no play on the ball whatsoever, and not even get a review for a flagrant. So that's pretty that's pretty great, too. So yeah, whoever the ref crew is for, for game five, I hope you watch this. And I hope uh, we get some Monty Williams effect of, of effect, effectively whining about officiating after every game, um, even though the officiating has not been overly one-sided in the uh, in the box score. So, um, all right. Well, that was our attempt, at least, to get the Lakers a few <laughs> more calls. So, not, fingers crossed that it actually works. But uh, uh, little known fact: Scott Foster watches our show. That's why Chris Wilder won whatever, 11 straight games with him officiating. The league should just troll him and make Scott Foster do game five. Um, oh, man, if this goes seven and Scott Foster is, is calling game seven, <laughs> NBA Twitter would melt down. That would be incredible. I need it. Actually, no, I need the Lakers to win at six. Let's just, let's just do it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, the Lakers just have to be better. You can't play with such low energy uh, the whole second half. Because, really, I didn't have much of a, a problem with the officiating in the second half. It was more the first half than anything. Yeah. Um, because I got sick and tired of the foul baiting constantly being rewarded. And then Kuzma, you know, with on Jay Crowder, let alone uh, in the second half, that corner three referee just sat there and stared at Kuzma and shook his head at him when he tried to fall down on a three and it wasn't called. But, yeah. um, I mean, you know, officials aren't why the Lakers lost this game. They can be frustrating as they were in the first half today, but yeah. uh, Lakers just have to be better in the second half. They have to execute better. they got to play better defense, not give up so many straight line drives. Offensively, got to got to hit shots. Got to hit shots, and you got to play with more pace, more tempo, and attack. Just be more aggressive. Um, I'm looking for LeBron to be really aggressive in Game Five, and and hopefully uh, lead this team because I just don't know if Anthony Davis is going to be able to give it a go. So, fingers crossed on that. But still, got to keep the faith. Uh, game Five is going to be Tuesday. I haven't really checked to see what time it is. I'm assuming it's probably seven o'clock Pacific time or so. Uh, pull it up here. Yeah, 7 o'clock Pacific time, uh, Tuesday night on TNT. So, uh, fingers crossed the Lakers can bounce back and retake control of the series. Tough one today, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a three-game series. It's a three-game series and still still got faith. Still got faith. So, um, we're going to get out of here. Um, the chat, I, I, those of you that jumped in the chat and you guys weren't overly negative, I get it. It's frustrating. You know, uh, I can't repeat most of what was in the chat due to the language purposes. But, um, you know, it's 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 frustrating. I get it. But um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It, playoffs can, as we learned today, can drastically, a series can drastically change from game to game. So uh, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. We'll see what this team is made of and, uh, as we go into Game Five, and hopefully the Lakers can bounce back and, like I said, retake, uh, regain control of this series. So frustrating, but you got got more games to play. Series isn't over; it's uh, it's even at the end of the day. So we'll uh, we'll see what the Lakers got left in the tank. But we're gonna sign off. Uh, thank you for those of you that have watched during this and commented in the chat. I see you guys, but like I said, I get it. It's 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 frustrating, but. Um, Hopefully better days are, are ahead here in the next few days or in the coming week. So 
Um, as always, guys, we do these live on twitch.tv slash Lakers Outsiders. You can follow and subscribe to us on there. You can subscri subscribe to us on YouTube as well. And you can like and follow along with us on facebook.com slash Lakers Outsiders. These uh, podcasts or these post-game shows will all always be up on any of the podcast platforms after the fact. So Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts will be up there uh, after the fact. So uh, you can follow Hani on Twitter, uh, as you see on the screen here, if you're watching live, at uh, H-O-N-I-A-H-M. You can follow me, just at Gary Kester. You can follow my personal Twitch account, just twitch.tv slash SwissGK. Uh, I can have uh, some more colorful language on that one, so if you want to hop in there uh, next time I'm, I'm on, maybe later, here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Hani, it's, it's always good to vent kind of get some stuff off our chest and now I think I'm going to go order a Popeye's chicken sandwich and try and enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the rest of my day. Sounds like a, a wonderful idea to me, except for the fact that Popeye still hasn't sponsored us. That, that too. I, I think the Lakers would win the championship if Popeye's would just pony up some dough and sponsor us already. Maybe I'll just go get an unnamed branded uh, chicken sandwich. I did you see think about that Popeyes. Did see mm -hmm. a commercial for the Carl's Jr. chicken sandwich. I might have to just give it a try. Everybody's got one now. Everybody's <laughs> got one. I saw. Uh, I've been seeing like a million promoted tweets by Burger King about theirs on my Twitter. One of them was from a protected account. I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> protected, except for when I get paid to tweet. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah. So that's it. Uh, like I said, Lakers are back Tuesday night, so everybody enjoy the rest of your Sunday if you're watching this live. Uh, enjoy your Memorial Day Monday. Hopefully everybody has this, you know, the long weekend and all that stuff. So have fun. Be safe out there. We'll see you guys Tuesday night, and hopefully we're uh, in much better moods and not due to the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. So with Hani Amadian, I am Gary Kessler and the Lakers Outsiders signing off. Shout out to Trevor Ariza. <laughs>